0: Trevor here with Red Alief, and I'm really happy to have Antoinette with me today. She is a very knowledgeable and educational support system in this industry, providing a huge amount of resource as well as products for patients and consumers who need that long-term relief because she focuses primarily on suppositories, which for someone like myself who has long-term nerve pain and chronic issues, they're becoming a tool that needs to be added to my chest so I'm really happy to have you on today and learn more about your suppositories specifically as well as just suppositories in general. Almost got through that intro without fumbling. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for coming on.
1: I'm so happy to be here Trevor. I've been wanting to get on this podcast forever. Everybody was talking at the grow up conference so I was just like oh that's amazing. I would love to be a guest. So Happy to talk about suppositories and anything else you'd like to go into today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was where we met each other first was at Grow Up, and I had three or four people telling me to come and find you to try and get this organized, and (laughs) it's just taken a couple of months to get everything lined up, but we got it organized, and now we're able to actually sit down and have this chat. So let's start off with your suppositories specifically the ones you have on market because you have some in Canada and some in the US, correct?
1: Yeah, I have some in both. I've been doing this for like 10 years now, cannabis and suppositories, cannabis and sexual health, really. Um, People know me from my first company, um, Pleasure Peaks. This started back in 2015. Uh, These are our suppositories in the box as well. Um, these are CBD only. I started uh, my first company in the States because it was a lot more easier, um, as a small business owner. And then I'm happy that in 2021, we finally got licensed in Canada for our suppositories. And, you know, this one, this company is very different cause it's a joint venture. I was really excited to partner with hybrid farm on this product. Hybrid farm is the first cannabis pharmacy that was licensed for cannabis in Canada. And uh, they saw my work in the States and they're like, let's bring suppositories to Canada. And I was like, that's everything I've ever wanted. It's a real medical pharmaceutical company focusing on research. So it's been a great partnership. We have our two SKUs on the market, a one to three formulation and a CBD um, formulation as well. And we're going into research for that. But I've been I've been doing this forever, you know, like my background's in holistic nutrition. So I used to work at a chronic pain clinic back in the days like back in 2014, 2015, Compassion Club days at Calm, KMS. cannabis as living medicine. A lot of people OGs know about that spot. And I was the lucky holistic nutritionist who got to intern there very, very young and very eye-opening to all of the different walks of life that really deal with pain from veterans to MS to cancer to Crohn's. I was just kind of shocked on how many people live in pain but more so than that how many people are using pot and we have no idea about it you know like i got to really learn about cannabis more cannabis more so in a medical sense so i got to work with patients who were bankers who were you know doctors who are moms and pops and they got to teach me a lot about their cannabis medical um, practice and i learned so much from them From cannabis oils to topicals, you know, I was just really interested in making cannabis products because they were saying it was helping so much. And obviously, myself being a medical professional, I wanted to help them. But it wasn't until suppositories where I felt truly entrenched in the game and that's when i started getting emails from clients being like this is changing my life um please continue this type of work and i still get these emails i got an incredible dm in my instagram i forget that you get like request segments in the instagram and i got this email um with this message from a woman she's just like i'm over 40 and i just squirted for the first time in my life and i was like oh my goodness that's wonderful. And she's like, yeah, I'm having, I'm having great sex again and it's not painful. This is a complete game changer. And she was just saying that, like, she was just so thankful that this product is accessible and that's, that's what it's all about. This product should be accessible. Um, you know, a lot of the patients that I used to work with were like a lot on pilot of care or had arthritis. They couldn't really make their own products or let alone get out of bed. So for me, it's it's about having medical cannabis products with integrity so doctors feel comfortable prescribing them and that they can access them in normal settings like a pharmacy, like hybrid farm. Oh,
0: well, absolutely. Or even just having access to someone who's knowledgeable to be able to provide a consultation for them where mm-hmm. they can go, okay, this I understand that cannabis has benefits. I don't understand it. Go over here. You can learn from these not not even registered but these certified group of nurses health professionals support staff that have the experience and the knowledge that could provide that focused care because the two systems should be working hand in hand because you've you've got 10 plus years of experience of seeing the benefits of it for that long-term pain relief and that long-term effect where it's incorporation into their lifestyle and adjustments of their life, not total control by a pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. It's a different approach. And it seems like people who use cannabis for that pain control fall in line a little bit more with kind of where I sit, where it's, I'll make the lifestyle adjustments. If I understand what I'm making the lifestyle adjustments for, tell me Mm -hmm. what's broken and I'll be willing to adjust what I need to in my life to accommodate that being broken. I just need to know what's broken.
1: Yeah. And that's so hard in cannabis because cannabis is what I think is always about personalized medicine because it's so different from pharmaceuticals. You know, one drug is going to have the exact same experience every single time. We have thousands of strains, thousands of ratios thousands of people who have opinions about cannabis, including our moms and pops and grandparents saying it's going to do this or that. So it's really hard to get you know real information. And like you said, I really wish that um, the adult use market would work co- uh, with the medical market. It's unfortunate that bud tenders, well, it makes sense that bud tenders obviously can't give medical advice, but they should be able to recommend medical um, providers as well to get that type of type of treatment it's it's really hard to get that conversation going but it's definitely happening all the time in retailers today
0: well, absolutely and I I honestly do think that we could have a federally recognized middle ground for bud tenders so for mm-hmm. someone like me who went through primary care um, primary care paramedic like EMT training I've got A&P knowledge like anatomy physiology I understand how the body works if I could go and showcase that I've done all that schooling, that I was certified as a healthcare professional for five years at one point prior to my injury, it's like, okay, he has the ability to go a little bit further because the education is there. If we mm-hmm. could have something like that where it's, okay, there's a the bud tender and then there's the bud tender with the ability to make the, okay, CBN does have correlation to helping with sleep. I can say that. I can't say it's going to make you sleep better, but I can give you that raw data right there, which standard bud tenders can't. Just that little adjustment Mm -hmm. and having something like that, I think would be very interesting, especially if we were to have like more opportunities, like lit research across the country for consumption lounges. Cause it'd be more setting people up in areas like that to where they could walk people through step one through five from picking your product to consuming it, that would be more beneficial as a whole, as well as having people like yourself come in and do like one day showcasing and product knowledge and stuff along those lines where we can really get that information flowing to people who don't have the knowledge and are looking for it.
1: Yeah, it's true. I think when it comes to suppositories specifically, people (laughs) have so many questions we're like, how big is it? <laughs> Do you smoke it? Do you eat it? <laughs> you know, like all of the basic questions. So it's it's still a very new product. Um, so I try to get it in front of people as much as possible so they can really truly understand the nature of a product and how it works as well. Being at Expos is really helpful for us and showcasing our products. I was just in the International Cannabis Business Conference in Germany, and we had this beautiful display of all of our suppositories. And you know, we display our suppositories so people can see the size of them. And people always say, they're a lot smaller than I thought they are. <laughs> you know, And our suppositories, we always leave them at the expo stages so people can walk around and touch them and talk. But Germany was the first slide that people just took them. People thought there were samples that were so happy to just take all of our, our display samples, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, they're still very new and people are still so curious about them.
0: Uh, and it, It just showcases the different approaches in the medical market in Europe Mm -hmm. compared to Western medicine, like Canada and the U S because in Europe, suppositories are still like regularly utilized medication format where in Western, like Canada and the U S you it's, Oh, you're using what? Like that's the response when someone mentioned suppositories and it's not a common consumption format when it's one of the best consumption formats for <laughs> medical long term relief, like,
1: yeah, I think it's so interesting, like Germany, like we're definitely expanding into the European market. They're buying at ten times the rate that Canada is buying. you know, in Germany, they use uh, suppositories for cough medicine, like just because they don't want the extra sugars and sweeteners that are in our syrups. you know, it's really not necessary. Um, it's a way more healthier alternative, just overall. And I think you just notice that with like, just how the body works, right? You're not going through the liver, you're going directly through the rectum or the vagina. And those are very easily absorbable areas. And what I love about using this type of product and why I love sharing it is that there's many reasons people are looking for cannabinoids, right? Like people are looking for CBD, CBG, THC for whatever reasons, there's many reasons, but I think for us, we, we go for the patients, the patients that are looking for high volumes of cannabinoids. And you know, what's great is like, if you have wanted high volumes of THC, but like for a cancer patient, for example, um, smoking is just going to be really hard. You're going to be intoxicated at the, t- all the time. You probably can't drive, probably can't do a lot of things. They're going to need a lot of support. Whereas if you use a suppository, you can get a lot more THC without the intoxicating effects of THC. So it's just all of the medicinal good stuff. And um, it's it, that's why people love it. That's one of the reasons people love it. I think another reason that people love it is that like, they just doesn't have many side effects. The side effects are incredible orgasms. And I think that that's wonderful. <laughs> I've never heard, I haven't gotten a complaint yet about that. But um, I get tons of people loving that side effect because they're using it for endometriosis or fibroids or prostate health or IBS or Crohn's, and it could make their sexual life so much better. And something that I have always said, always said, is that if you don't have a healthy sex life, you don't have a healthy life, right? Sex life is incredibly important to the integrity of your health. And people forget that sometimes, so I just try to create a safe space that people know that there are resources for them, products for them, and access for them if they need. Well,
0: absolutely, and the the benefits for just women in specific for the use of the suppositories because they have um, two different routes of use and mm-hmm. the intensity of the cannabinoid receptors in. The reproductive system for women is unbelievable because it's comparable to the brain by like, isn't it singular digits or double digits that it's off by? Like it's the exact same amount of receptors in both areas.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think that's why it's so effective in helping women. I think that's fascinating that out of all the receptors in the brain, the clusters are really in the uterus and the brain. It's like our second brain. I I I've I've I tell a story sometimes where I was trying all of the different formulations of lubricants. This is before suppository time. This is lubricants and testing out different formulations. And I swear I got my pussy so high one time that I had to basically sit down because <laughs> I was so intoxicated. But the intoxication was a localized effect around my uterus. It was such a Speaking to God moment that <laughs> lots of other women can have, but I uh, dose of just obviously too high. A little goes a very long way, which is why I love our new formulations that have been proven by research by Hybrid Farm. Um, but there is a, something really fascinating there for women. Yeah, and I think that's also just why it's so helpful when it comes to menstrual cramps menopause fibroids and stuff like that menopause is something I'm very interested in because menopausal women use cannabis a lot to help with their hot flashes which makes sense because cannabis helps with homeostasis with the body so it will help with temperature um management of the body as well Um, so i'm really excited we have our first cue which is our one to three 10 milligrams of thc 30 milligrams of cbd under peak farm labs and then we came out with our cbd only suppository which is 50 milligrams of cbd and we did that because there's so many patients who just don't want thc products um, for whatever their reason are they're just many Um, but the endometriosis one, the one to three, that was backed by the research that hybrid farm did on cannabis and endometriosis itself and found that that formulation was very helpful for patients. So that's why we've decided to go forward with that and why we we invest into clinical trials into endometriosis and, and cannabis suppositories. And, but I'm very excited for menopause and fibroids, all of the different studies and different SKUs we want to come up with later on. It's just the sky's the limit, right? So when it comes to suppositories,
0: well, it, it's just from a lot of the the research that I'm seeing right now, a lot of it has been focused on women's health because that seems to be the avenue that is the most receiving and like willing to utilize the suppositories, and <laughs> yeah. that's if that's how you break in and you start getting the information out there. Well, I can still reference all of that for everything that's the Crohn's, the IBS, all of the beneficial factors for all of those um, just chronic illnesses and chronic diseases. Well, they'll be just as beneficial for any of the men out there. I just love seeing the research being done. And the fact that we've got one group that's willing and really excited to look into it. There's going to be so much research available for us in five years with these that's going to be. So much of a benefit for pushing for support for insurance claims for medical use cannabis, Mm -hmm. the support for getting cannabis as a little bit more respected rotation in the pharmaceutical community. Like there's just there's avenues I can see coming from this that are going to be so beneficial. I'm happy we've got a community within the community that are pushing for it. It's it's amazing to see. And you and uh, Kayla said Martin, she's a nurse Mm -hmm. based out in Alberta. She's another one that is Very adamant on educating about the benefits for suppositories for both um, pain relief, sexual health, reproductive health, like everything along those lines. She's very educational based on everything she does, which is awesome to see.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. And to go back to that, like, I've been doing this for 10 years. And the reason why I'm still doing this is because I remember one of my first patients um was really young she was like around 24 years old and she got diagnosed with endometriosis and she told me that she hadn't had sex with her husband in like eight months and um, they are like incredibly trying to have uh, a child a family uh, like many others do around that age and um, it was very difficult um and I noticed that that was a reoccurring theme with endo patients is that they have issues with fertility. And for me, um, she said that the only thing that would help her was smoking cannabis. So this is like very early on in my career when I was helping just everyone with um, with holistic nutrition, and we tried the lubricants, you know, and they were a little bit helpful, but it wasn't this until the suppository that it was game changer to the point where these doctors. their their other doctors are now asking me questions (laughs) about the suppositories. They're curious how their patients are doing remarkably better, right? And then on top of that, Katie was able to not only have one full-term pregnancy, but two full-term pregnancies. And that is very hard to accomplish at endo. Um, So for that, I I just want to continue sharing these stories. And the more I do this i realized that it's just it just it makes so much sense um how cannabis helps with cell adoptosis it helps with the cell death of endometrial cells specifically it doesn't do that with many diseases but it does that with endometriosis which is very fascinating which means that this, this suppositories potentially can put um endometriosis into remission Uh, which is incredible to not have those experiences because these women are, you know, non-binary, like so many people get them. I want to include the LGBTQ community as well, because it's not just women who get them, but their lives are drastically um, impaired by this disease, the disease state itself. So the fact that I get emails and, and texts, you know, being like, oh my God, my life is so much better. I just had another friend that I grew up with high school. Uh, her name's Lace and she, she's been using my products for just two months. So just two menstrual cycles now. And she's like, wow, this is like what a period's supposed to feel like. I've been dying for like 12 years, you know? And I remember, cause I used to go to lunch with her and we would go get sushi. And like after sushi, she was just like collapse, literally collapse. She would have to go home. She couldn't go to classes. And this is common. And it took her years, like almost 10 years to be diagnosed. So it's, it's really shocking how much it impacts women, but that's, that's why I love this work. Cause I'm just constantly advocating for people and people in pain, people who can't advocate for themselves. I feel like that's just something that I just I love to do because it's important work and um, not many people do, but it's it's just about the patients. That's why I love my job.
0: (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. And the benefits that cannabis provide being so vast, Mm -hmm. if there's more than just the endo, because that's been what we've been focusing on for the last little bit. There's more than just that going on. If there's potential IBS, Crohn's, anything mild that could be playing into that discomfort, there's gonna oh, to you know to share too play into that as well, right? Like it gives you the that that one two punch that really can make the difference versus taking a pill for this, a pill for that, a pill for this, a pill for that. Taking four medications versus one suppository.
1: Yeah. And then I got another person uh reaching out to me saying that they've been using our suppositories for their transition surgery for the atrophy afterwards. And I never thought of that. But it, it makes complete sense that it's helping these people, so I'm just really excited to continuing advocating. I've been doing this for so long, like Pleasure Peaks has been around since 2015 we um we started off as a woman's sexual health company within our first year 2016. We took out all of the female verbiage from our website and our packaging as well just because so many um even even men using our CBD lube products they're great for anal sex as well right like just easily relaxing of the muscles too so I just like to be inclusive because the more we think about cannabis the more we can like hack our bodies to be its best way right and we can make better products for them because as much as I love flour and I'll never stop smoking flour there's so much more than flour and I'm, I'm just excited about all those different products we come up with
0: oh absolutely and I'm very much that person where let's find the product that does the job that you need it to like mm-hmm. i've got back issues topicals are a major portion of the portion of my medication routine why because they provide direct effect when it comes to sexual health why wouldn't we provide a very similar if not same representation the prelube that came on the canadian market it, mm-hmm. i was one of the few people that didn't have trouble selling it because it's just okay this is what it's for if you want to use it, it will help focus towards. But there's so much discomfort around talking about any sort of sexual mm-hmm. health or any sort of sexual product, even if it's a guaranteed 18 or older in the store. So you don't have to yeah. be careful of kids around there. You can still be professional, but be direct with what the usage. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it, it's, it's funny being in the sex world. It's It's just so it's. It's what we live with in this society, right? We have shame for whatever reason. Maybe our parents said something. Maybe our local priest said something. Maybe our grandparents said something. We all have different types of shame when it comes to sex. So I let people really come to me and I just try to talk from the rooftops. And when they're comfortable, they know that they have a safe space. I like I love it when patients tell me how they're using it because I get to learn more from other different walks of life. I met this guy who loves using it as a recreational um, thing for sex because he finds that he he has better um, orgasms, too, with it. I thought that would only be for women, to be honest. But he said that it was incredible for him, too. He also does suffer from lower back pain. So I'm sure that has a little bit to do with it. I personally have an extra vertebrae in my lower back. So my lower back is constantly um, just stressed out. (laughs) And I noticed that when I use my suppositories, I completely walk different Like. I am so much more relaxed and it's, it's just so much better. So you never know what changes, you know, and endometriosis is so common. It's people always think, oh, it's like a small woman's issue. It's like, it's 10% of the people's population, which is huge. It's just as common as diabetes. Everybody knows what diabetes is. And I just do that to share. The reason why I advocate so much about endo is because so many people out there know someone with it and they don't know how to like interact or really accept a friend who has that not not, under, not understanding like oh your girlfriend has endo that's why she doesn't want to have sex as often or certain positions as nothing to do about you or you know parents who are just not as close with their children cuz they're dealing with a disease as well so it impacts everybody around you and i think that the more we can have these conversations hopefully they can find it faster Um, because these diseases like sexual health ailments take years to find. It's so unfortunate how far they have to go to find that they have this treatment. Still to this day, I believe you need to have a diagnostic treatment that is surgical. So they do need to have a surgery just to find out if they have it. Uh, There are new technologies coming out that are like blood tests and stuff like that, which I cannot saliva test so much more easier, but women have been, people have been suffering forever. And um, that's why cannabis needs to be everywhere.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And even just going into like the opposite side of the sexual health, how much potential erectile dysfunction is caused by pain management and issues Mm -hmm. along that, just that nerve column that could be relieved with, the use of cannabinoids.
1: Yeah, completely. Like, I'm so excited to explore more about men's sexual health most definitely. It's definitely a lot more studied than women's sexual health. There's no studies on women's sexual health. That's why I love being at the forefront and really trying to make these studies inclusive too, right? Not just women, but also non-binary women, also different races of women. I feel like a lot of pharmaceutical research has been so poorly done when you really get into it. Um, And and that's also why I love what I do. I started this because as a holistic nutritionist, I was learning water is bad for me, Mm My laundry detergent's bad for me. And now you're coming for my lubes. (laughs) You can't come for my lubes. So that's when I learned that, you know, like 80% of your lubricants, your your traditional KY jellies or Trojan, whatever, have very harmful chemicals in them, you know? So majority of them do, Um, even tampons, majority of them do. So I love cannabis for bringing this holistic application, but still bringing the medicinal benefits. It's definitely sucks that there is a stigma around it, but I'm not worried about it. It could be fixed with education. And that's why we're focusing on doctors, gynecologists, pelvic health therapists, sexual health therapists to understand cannabis itself and our suppositories on the market.
0: Well, and it helps that we have that group of consumers that are using it and doing the the preaching for us at this point, because yeah. they're the ones that are bringing in their friends that are going, Hey, this works fantastic for me. This is what's going on. Do you think it this formulation or this formulation, if that's the question, which of these two should we pick up that they're doing 99% of the work for us. And that's, yeah. that's the big change that I've seen in the industry is a lot of people are coming in looking for the topicals, looking for the oils, looking for specific Mm -hmm. cannabinoid edibles to try stuff. The CBN, the CBG, like you mentioned, we're looking for Mm -hmm. unique um, tools. And then with the suppositories, they have been gaining traction. Of course, they're moving a lot more on the medicinal side because that's just more the focus of the people on the medicinal side is that long-term relief. They're a little bit more focused with what what they're going to purchase so they'll go and they'll buy it directly from the producer or the site that provides that for them,
1: right? Exactly. That's why I feel like for us, we like our patients are so good at sharing the word about suppositories. But for us, we really like to target doctors because they're the the real people prescribing everybody every day, <laughs> you know, which drugs to do, which surgeries to do. And I want to let them know like there are natural alternatives or you know pharmaceutical alternatives that you might not know about just because they're they're new that's why I, I think about lawyers all the time lawyers are always advancing their careers because they need to know the most updated laws that's what i really wish was in healthcare constantly knowing of the updated drugs and the latest findings of the old drugs that we're still using too right that are in a million lawsuits <laughs> so it's it's interesting to be in a space like cannabis, sexual health, and pharmaceuticals, there's so many things going against us. But I think that with us staying in a very specific lane when everything is proving to be effective, we're doing really well. And as soon as we can like get that done, we can go on to other things too.
0: Oh exactly. And like for me, having come from the healthcare field, the way I look at it is physicians, especially just general doctors, your MDs, Um, they know a little bit about a lot of things and pharmaceuticals aren't the largest portion of the pro of their program. It's, Mm -hmm. I think it's only about 10%. I did the research and it, and it varies, but it's right around 10%. 10% of what they learn is the farm, pharma. Yeah. Much of their job now is pushing pharma Mm -hmm. where physicians, 95% of their schooling is pharmacology. I Like, my m- mentality is we should have the actual pharmacists and the people who are dealing with the medication educated just as much as the physicians, and mm-hmm. they should be putting some pushback as well, going, you do know there's an alternative to this, right? You're yeah. giving them three three pills where we could go one suppository and avoid the use of all of these, and you could go over the counter for the rest of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, grab, and that's, like, grab all over me- the counter.
1: Yeah. And that's what makes me really excited. Like I believe that CBD will be available in all pharmacies soon. It's already written. Who knows when it's gonna pass, but um, it will be available over the counter in all pharmacies, as it should be, you know. And I I can't wait for pharmacies to really get their hands on it because hybrid farm already does cannabis compounding pharmacy. If you have an ailment, they'll Create right, you a specific cannabis product for you. I think that's incredible, and what's really needed in, in cannabis care. Uh, but would love to see that a lot more accessible. Right, Harvard Farm is one of the very few pharmacies that do this.
0: Yeah, and that's and that is really dialing in the product for the consumer. And when you're, and this would be like oils or what would be the the focus for it.
1: Yeah, mo- mostly oils and isolates. And then they can make their own suppositories, they can make their own, you know, different ratios of oils for that specific patient, they can even add like terpenes or other drugs too with the compounding license that pharmacies have, which is incredible, I think.
0: Yeah, that is hugely beneficial, especially if someone were to have an issue with, say, MCT oil being the carrier, they Mm can find an alternative for it. Like, there's... There's definitely major benefits for that on the pharmaceutical side. Oh, I, I just can continue to see the benefits from that, especially with the suppository and the ability to kind of curate a full lineup for you, depending on your needs.
1: Yeah, that's why it was such a such a heartbreak when shoppers medical cannabis program died here in Ontario. Very, very sad to see when you have the most respected pharmacy and largest pharmacy completely pull out cannabis. I think that was such a, I don't know, like a wet noodle move. Like there's so many other things they could have done, but they really didn't want to continue the fight or really didn't know what they were doing. I I think it's so unfortunate. It was such a missed opportunity, Uh, but you know, there will be next ones. So.
0: Well, I think they got into it without truly understanding the fight that they were getting into, because yeah. they were they were getting into it, and all of us were looking at it like, "Oh, we got a big money b- brother coming into the, like a like big brother with money to come in to help us," and they just didn't realize that they weren't making the money back; that they were going to have to fight to use it, and just slowly started phasing out. Which, yeah, you got your company got to protect your. It's I understand why they did it, but I wish they were either better educated coming in and ready okay. to make that fight or just dip their toes in a little bit lighter so we weren't expecting that support. Mm-hmm. I think all yeah. of us on the medical side were like, oh, we've got we there's some potential for public access pharmacies. and because mm-hmm. that's what my thought was was we'd have a cannabis professional working at. A handful and they'd be public access. Come in, talk about it. We have more education we can provide you. That's what I thought they were gonna do with it.
1: Yeah. And that's what you would get at hybrid farm, but they just didn't do that model. And it it's such a it's such a missed opportunity. So unfortunate. But it is what it is. You know, like I always say, like, my monkey's my circus. This is definitely my circus in this industry. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've seen a lot of things. Um, but it's just the consistency that keeps me going, you know, continuously getting these emails, knowing that patients are having better lives. That's why I love this and I'll continue doing this. So Peak Farm Labs, we're available in Ontario. We're shipping to Australia. We're growing internationally really quickly. We're really interested in partnering with more universities to do our clinical trials with. That's been really difficult in Canada, but very amazing internationally. Um, so, yeah, I just love this stuff
0: yeah it's that's interesting how difficult the clinical trials are in within Canada too fully federally mm-hmm. legal country we've got how many years of experience with it now, so why aren't we looking at small scale trials,
1: yeah. It is. It's very interesting. It's still very much that stigma is still here in Canada. It's still with like the doctors, the physician boards are very much still there. And I think that's why the work that we do in advocating for medical cannabis, knowing there, hey, there is a pharmaceutical medical cannabis company that's doing like really incredible things and doing the research on it too. So, well they feel comfortable.
0: And having having that ability to go they can curate the product to the patient's needs Mm -hmm. that is another big thing that one thing that i'm almost wondering about is if they're scared of doing the extra paperwork
1: oh a thousand percent that's not even a question (laughs) i'm I'm (laughs) looking at the position to
0: take on my wcb paperwork and uh... (laughs) When I come in with a stack, most of them are like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not going to take this (laughs) because it's a stack of forms because there's a bunch of paperwork coming in, right? And that's, it's like any of us, route of easiest, right?
1: Well, no, I've always taken the hardest route. I think those are always my favorite ones. I like to do what's right and yeah I think it's worth doing. if you're gonna I think if you're worth doing anything, it's worth doing right, you know, and I think that that's what I think about medical cannabis. That's why I've been in here in ten years, and I haven't started a retail store. I haven't done anything recreational. What's right is still patience for me. I think it's insane that we legalized cannabis over twenty five years ago for medical purposes for cancer patients um for chronic pain patients specifically and we legalized adult use without any chronic pain products for them on the market like how did we build this like legal adult use market on the back of patients and then give patients nothing i think that's the biggest heartbreak that I constantly have with the industry and the government at home. It <laughs> um, <laughs> keeps me up at night. But uh, for me, it's just like, who cares if everyone wants to do things wrong? Well, you got to do what's right. Yeah. Well,
0: Exactly. And for me, <laughs> when it came to like the adult consumption side, just mm-hmm. the more I'm hearing conversations from everyone spread out throughout the industry, the more my opinions kind of, really been hammered in the they didn't legalize consumption they legalized the sale and production of yeah right that was the primary focus of it and the medical industry wasn't even considered when it was passed through I I honestly do think that it was passed through for tax dollars that was a thousand
1: percent that's the only reason
0: and the only reason and and that's exactly it like it's (laughs) and the the benefits we're receiving from it is awesome. But we're five years in. We need to now break that barrier down. We've had five years of you making the dollars. Now it's our turn to start seeing this industry become the professional potential that it has. Because people like yourself, myself that are trying to provide this information, this education, stuff along these lines, we need some sort of support and some sort of, route to be able to make consistent format and consistent products and consistent education. So everyone can learn and utilize the best product for them. So we're all consuming slightly less because I agree we could be consuming less cannabis in overall bulk, but by do that, by doing the higher quality, better suited, higher tested in the sense of clinical testing, trials, more directed based products, we can use less, but find the relief and effects that we need.
1: Yeah. And I don't think There's that's always, a bad thing. <laughs> No, I think like they're, they're just two markets, medical market and adult use, and they both deserve, you know, just to be here. I get the benefit is that we're not arrested anymore, which is great. But we're still heavily taxed and not thriving at all. You know, I, I still feel like we're kind of free, but we still have like one arm still attached. Yeah. So it, it's still it's still a hard place to be in for the industry. Um, but yeah, that's what I think about it is patience because there's still there's still patients out there today that are suffering, and uh, we could be making their lives easier. But you know that's why I'm in healthcare, duh. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, exactly and the benefits for me was more so just the amount of consumers that wouldn't even consider pre-legalization but once the government gave their thumbs up they're now oh i'd be willing to try it that to me is the biggest benefit the amount of i'm just going to say 40 plus um consumers the 40 plus year old consumers that weren't consuming prior that because the government gave the thumbs up and their friends could start going, oh, well, do you know I take CBD oil to help me go to sleep? That would then cause them to come in. That's the biggest benefit that I've seen is just the amount of consumers for those just daily maintenance that are comfortable coming in and asking about it now. From year one to now has been very different. And and it's yeah that, that benefit. And the ability for someone like me who grows their own cannabis that has somebody that's interested, I can just comfortably go, well, here, try a little bit and not worry about the legal ramifications. I'm not getting paid. I can gift it. So mm-hmm. at that point, right, like there's just, it It creates the opportunity for us to start battling the stigma with a lot more fur- Like <laughs> We can get after it a little bit more. And it'd be a little bit beneficial for the people who are trying to break the stigma with, well, here, try this lotion. Here, try this jam I made. Here, try this stuff. It's a little bit more open. That's that's the benefits that I like looking at and really leaning into. The tax, well, that's not a benefit. <laughs> that's a shot in the yeah. head every day you pay it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's crazy. I, I've It's definitely different. I remember cannabis green markets all the time, farmers markets in the space, in the OG space, definitely no more. But um, what I like is that over the 10 years, I've been seeing so many different um, cannabis consumers at different parts of their consumption cycle. Cause, um, you know, there's, there's new, new consumers who start with like their first um, one hitter, you know, and they're one to ones. And then you see them get into the shatters and the extract slowly, but surely. And, um, and then seeing them kind of just make their own products with all of the products that we have. You know, so I, I I really love to see the journey of cannabis consumers because that's that's what it's all about. Once you get it, you can really use it to hack your life in any way possible. I always have cannabis cream in my bag because I wear heels all the time, especially to all these conferences, which is hours on hours that I'm on my heels. So I put my cannabis cream on my heels. I love my CBD isolates in my purse when I, you know, consume too much at events and I always have it. So, and I love my CBN pen. It's the only thing I ever need to sleep. So yeah. your life will become so much easier once you have the tools. And it's definitely hard to get, you know, get your footing in cannabis your first few times. You might get too high or, you know, get confused. But it's really cool to see that experience um, and the the growth of a cannabis consumer. Oh,
0: well, absolutely. And for someone like me who worked on the retail for a handful of years seeing someone come in maybe the first interaction with them in the industry have that or one of the first interactions with them in the industry have that interaction give them that education then two years later they're bringing people in providing that information to the people they're bringing in and seeing that development of their knowledge and confidence and just being able to look at the menu and go, oh, I don't think you'll like this because it's going to taste like oranges. That one's going to give you a headache because it's got that lemon and like may not be able to go, well, it's lemonine that gives you that rush and that cerebral and it gives you kind of that headache, but go citrus, lemon, kind of lemon. Eh, you might be better with this berry. Seeing that mm-hmm. transition from, I don't know anything, teach me. That's, that's just as much fun. <laughs> or is. hearing them talk to a consumer <laughs> across the store from something you told them. Two or three weeks ago, and now they're confidently going. Oh, no, no, no that's wrong. Did you know that it's like this? <laughs> and like, and you're like, I don't have to do my job because they're doing it for me. Yeah, that exactly. that was amazing to see, especially mm-hmm. when you saw somebody that not confident at all to now being kind of the one of your guiding con- guiding consumers in the store. Like they give you a recommendation, you pick it up. It's nine out of ten times right on spot yeah that's that's amazing (laughs) to see the growth and development
1: and then they're going to start growing pot themselves in their backyard (laughs) I got one plant at the back right now
0: (laughs) most of them have just started doing that too so that's exactly it it's just seeing that that development cycle and it's this industry does have that it's just we'd like to see it as an industry at whole develop a little bit more
1: (laughs) yeah you know, we're all in this together. I like that. We're finally at a part, like a very early on late legalization days. Everything was really hush hush. Everything was so competitive. Nobody was working together. Now that we're in like the most stressful time uh, we have been in the cannabis industry. I see a lot more collaboration, a lot more partnerships, a lot more joint ventures. So I'm, I'm excited for the future. We've definitely learned a lot within our first few years. It was very hard. Um, the strong will always survive and and we'll see.
0: <laughs> oh, exactly. It's, it's been an amazing five years. I'm excited to see what 10 years is going to look like. I cannot even try to f- imagine what it is because what five years is was not at all what I thought it was going to be like on year one. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping we've got our hopes and our desires for it, but, uh, I'll give you a second to kind of close things out and get the the last word in on this podcast because we're getting close to that hour mark.
1: Awesome. This has been a great talk. You know, I can talk about cannabis forever. Literally. <laughs> Lots of opinions on it. Uh, especially cannabis and sex. You know, I've been the queen of cannabis and sex for 10 years now. Very happy about that um my two companies please check them out pleasure peaks in the united states it's a cbd sexual wellness line and it's a fun one we have like everything from suppositories to lubes to like bath salts to um lingerie we have cannabis sex toys like what who has these things i do they're all amazing we ship internationally um and we have a cannabis pleasure retreat in jamaica which is incredible so we have a pleasure retreat in jamaica at coral cove the cannabis hotel in jamaica which is incredible and that's going to be from november 5th to 10th uh this year so if you're interested in it please reach out to us we'd love to have you and try suppositories if you haven't tried a suppository yet what are you waiting for it's incredible even if you don't have any pain just try them you'll be shocked on how incredible they really are and i just think everybody should have a pack in their bathroom you know you just never know when duty calls um so check out those brands always advocate for medical and if you know someone who's suffering from endometriosis fibroids, you know, prostate health, ask them, have you tried cannabis suppositories? Start the question. It's always about just starting the question. Just talk about sexual health. That's what I love to do. And um, it's been a really big pleasure of being here and sharing my story. I've been in cannabis for 10 years. I mentor so many cannabis startups. You can find me on LinkedIn at Antoinette Gomez or on my Instagram at Antoinette G, because I just love helping people get their their companies in cannabis. Like I think I never think competitively in cannabis, even if it's another sexual health brand. I'm like, there's so much space here. <laughs> we can have more and and yeah, let's just do better together. That's what it's all about.
0: Well absolutely the the friendly competition that some of these companies have is what yeah. healthy competition looks like where it's like oh we're collaborating on this product but this is our own this is our own we're gonna see if we can beat you in that while you're putting everything into that collaboration at the same time that's where this cannabis industry really can grow and do well right and i'm glad to see that transition from just competitiveness to that friendly competitiveness now where it's collaborations and that push to still try and be the best producer out there because there's nothing wrong with trying to aim to be the best like you said earlier yeah. Hardest road is probably the best road to take.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's my road. That's what I love. That's why, I, you know, I'm still here 10 years later, which is really hard to say in this industry doing the same thing too. Um, so yeah, follow your heart, do what you love. I've always done with what, what I love and I think the universe will always reward you for it because you're probably the best to do it if you really love it that much. So that's with me in cannabis and pot, <laughs> cannabis and sex.
0: absolutely and I'm I'm cannabis and education with you on that one so we're not too far off from doing the same (laughs) thing I appreciate you coming on it was a great conversation I'm sure we'll be uh, chatting again in some format whether it's a panel or another one of these one-on-ones because you have lots of (laughs) education and resources that uh, we should definitely continue to tap into and share the knowledge that you have on the industry because Lots of experience within the medical realm, as well as just the cannabis realm as a whole. So thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate you spending the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Trevor. So happy. I'm sure I'll see you around soon. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Okay. With that, we're going to wrap this one up. I hope you've all enjoyed. Cheers.